Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. This episode is sponsored by Southwestern Speakers. Southwestern Speakers is comprised of top producing thought leaders, authors, and experts who deliver dynamic presentations that shift the hearts and minds of audiences worldwide. Our team of experienced agents can guide you to find the right speaker for your annual conferences, meetings, and events, providing outstanding service from start to finish. Southwestern Speakers goes above and beyond to elevate your event and offers additional programs to extend the impact of our speaker's presentation long after they have left the stage. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. This is Dan Moore, and we are delighted today to have as our guest, Stedman Graham. Stedman is the chairman, founder, and CEO of S. Graham & Associates. And in addition to being a businessman, his real focus is on educating, speaking, and developing people's potential. His client list includes some of the best-known corporations in the world, but also with aspects of government, with schools, with nonprofits, anything that would help people grow and develop, he is involved with. He's authored 11 books, soon to be one more, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, including two that are New York Times bestsellers, You Can Make It Happen and Teens Can Make It Happen, both of which deal with his proprietary nine-step success process, which we'll learn a bit more about just a little bit later. One of the things that's so impressive about Stedman is his commitment to lifelong learning and to education itself. Uh, He has served as an adjunct professor at many universities, including Northwestern, Harvard, Wharton, Chicago, National High Point, Howard Temple, just a few. He's a veteran of the U.S. Army, which we thank you for your service, Stedman. And in that role, has continued to serve the military and veterans with programs at many of our major bases, as well as at NATO and internationally, domestically, and around the world. He's a proud native of Whitesboro, New Jersey, and has demonstrated an enduring commitment to the youth of that community. His program, Teens Can Make It Happen, has been utilized in many different schools, and he actually is a co-founder of Concerned Citizens of Whitesboro and Concerned Citizens of Lake Waccamaw, North Carolina. The whole focus is on helping people become leaders by, first of all, leading themselves and then finding a worthy cause to continue to use their talents. He has a bachelor's degree in social work from Hardin-Simmons University, where I believe you bounced a basketball just a few times. A little bit. Just a bit. Then went on to get a master's degree in education from Ball State University in Muncie and holds an honorary doctorate in humanities from Coker College. So, Stedman Graham, welcome to the Action Catalyst. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Dan. My pleasure. We are always interested in in our guests particularly when they're in a position where they're influencing so many people. If you could share some of the major pivot moments in your life, and I don't mean to make a basketball analogy, but we, we all have to pivot. And some of the things that, that led you to develop the philosophies that you have and that you share with so many people through your educational programs and your work. Yeah, that's a great question. You know, uh, life is really a journey. And oftentimes you don't know where you're going or how you're going to get there. And so, um, you know, it's been a real search for me to find equality in my life. That was a big thing. 
because I grew up in this small town uh, where they used to say nothing ever good comes out of Whitesboro, all black town surrounded by White County. And I had to deal with that um, low self-esteem, a lack of confidence in myself because of uh, two disabled brothers in my family. So I had to was teased all the time and I had to deal with that. Um, and basketball was kind of my only way out. It really helped me develop a sense of self. And so that was the foundation for at least getting out of my community and trying to go to school and get a scholarship because I thought I, would, I wanted to play pro, ba- pro ball. And so um, through that journey, I was exposed to another world. Uh, and that helped me kind of se- begin the process of self-actualizing. Um, so I created a vision for myself and a plan for myself. And so, um, you know, you, you gotta have a driver and I wanted to be somebody and I wanted to, uh, step outside of the environment that I was in to try to, you know, be a better person in my life. Mm-hmm. There's quite a change going from Whitesburg, New Jersey to Abilene, Texas. Was that a bit of a culture shock in addition to an education shock? I would say it was more of an experience because, you know, Texas, uh, first of all, I've never been to Texas before, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm in this big state, you know, with a bunch of cowboy hats and great people and boots and, you know, uh, country songs and all of that. And so that was a great experience for me. Um, I'm thankful that I was open enough to accept, you know, that experience and all other experiences and adapt. I think the most important thing, for us is our ability to adapt no matter what happens to you you know it's how you respond to it that really matters so uh i adjusted and it was good for me mm-hmm. i went to art Simmons university and it was a christian school baptist college and so i don't think i would have graduated without it it's a long story how i got there i don't think we have enough time to get into that but it was a great experience I'm quite sure of that. Who have been were some of the major influencers when you decided to actually start um, your your consulting firm, your your leadership firm? Did, were there some specific business role models that you just thought really were making a difference? And so, when you wanted to start S. Graham and Associates, they were an influence on you. Well, first, I have to go back to my community where I grew up, and we had a lot of great influencers there. Agnes Edmonds, who was uh, uh, a pastor uh, of the church I went to, St. Stephen's AMA, um, Wilkie Williams, uh, Mr. Martin, uh, John Robeson, who was my basketball coach. I mean, I include all of them in that uh, foundation for support. Um, later on, Bob Brown, I uh, worked for him a number of years. We traveled all over the world. He was kind of a father, father he's like a father figure to me. You know, he's still living. We're, we talk almost every other day. Um, you know, we we went to South Africa. We were at the White House. He was special assistant to President Nixon, so he had a lot of access in the marketplace. Very successful businessman, very um, uh, accomplished. And so, you know, I, I can go on and on. Oprah, of course, you know, has been big big influence in my life. And uh, I was fortunate enough to to have a partner that uh, was as dynamic as, as as she is, and so she was a big influence. Uh, Steve Lesnick, who I was one of my partners. I mean, I could go on and on. I, 
partner with uh, at large advertising company in New York. And, you know, you just uh, have so many people that influence your life that will, that you have to give credit to uh, because without them, you know, there's a saying, no one makes a loan, no man or woman is an island unto themselves. You cannot make it by yourself. You need role models. You need uh, examples. You need information. You need experts in the marketplace to help you navigate, especially through this 21st century, to, to create success based on who you are as a person. Right. I'm so glad to hear you say that, Stedman, because the myth of the self-made person, is it's a myth. Everyone is a result of influences, guides, mentors, and the things we think about as a result of them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, now, over the course of, of your work, you're bound to hit some brick walls from time to time. Things that were completely unexpected, out of the blue, could have been a withdrawal of support, a cancellation of funding. Uh, something that you just didn't predict. What What are some of the strategies that you develop to to cope when you hit these these moments that just curveball out of left field? You know, Dan, that's a fantastic question, and the answer is uh, never quit. I mean, keep going, uh, keep driving, and you have to believe in yourself. I mean, and belief comes from really kind of knowing who you are, which is what I teach. In my identity leadership uh, nine-step success process, the first step is check your ID. You have to have an identity. Um, and so your identity is, should be based on the core of who you are. It's based on your passion. It's based on your talents. It's based on your abilities. It's based on your ability to uh, take information, education, make it relevant to your heart and soul, transfer it to your mind. So you become a thinking human being then transfer that to the American free enterprise system on a global market so you can create and and shape your own future. And that requires a lot of tenacity, a lot of drive, a lot of confidence, a lot of belief in yourself. And most of all, like I said before, no matter how many times you fall down, you keep getting up and you never quit. You never quit. You never quit. And if you never quit, you'll, you'll, you may not be the smartest or the strongest all the time, but you'll find a way. It'll, the, the answers will reveal itself based on your tenacity and determination and your perseverance. Because mm-hmm. you've got to still be in the field in order to move through it. And if you quit, you're not in the field. you got to be in the game. Yeah, that's right. Well, a question on, on check your ID, because I know that that is the, the first step. In today's era, particularly working with young people, Many of them look at identities through Instagram, look at identities through Facebook profiles, and they're idealized. Um, are you finding that with today's generation, it's perhaps more difficult to get in touch with who they are instead of who they think the world wants them to look like? It's almost impossible, Dan, to be able to find out who you are if you're looking on the outside. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for freedom, freedom is always on the inside. It's an internal journey, an internal process. Uh, when I discovered that, because I'm looking at all the external things, the houses, the cars, the job, the title, all those things that make you think that's who you are, your race, you know, your class, where you came from. Now, those are all external things that, you know, can be a part of your life. But the fact of the matter is, is not what defines you. And when I discovered that it's not about how the world defines you, it's about how you define yourself then I began to explore a process for my own development uh, so I wouldn't be defined by the outside world based on my relationship, based on the color of my skin, based on 
um, where I came from, based on my family. And I took control of my own development. And so the core of who you are, man, that's a constant journey of working on yourself based on the 24 hours that you have every single day, which is what makes us all equal. Everybody has 24 hours. The question is, is what do you do with that 24 hours? How organized can you be in that 24 hours? Can you develop a process of continuous improvement in that 24 hours? And then can you multiply that times seven days so that you have a great week based on the 24 hours and based on what you do every day and based on your habits? Then can you multiply that times four, you know, uh, uh, or, or 30 days so you have a great month? Then you can you multiply that times years that you have on this earth to be able to develop a process of continuous improvement. And I say continuous improvement because what you want to do is find a process, create a process or a system for yourself that allows you to continually improve based on the core of who you are. Now, that's a very important point, the core of who you are. So you have a foundation for learning. You have a foundation for developing. You have a foundation for building. You have a foundation for creating. You have a foundation for empowering yourself. You have you have a foundation for self-leadership. And you have a foundation for self-actualization. And so when you begin to understand what that is, then you can begin to start the process of building, creating, and shaping your own future. Otherwise, you're stuck in the box doing the same thing over and over every single day. You're defined by the labels that you're given. You're programmed to believe that's who you are. You have no control over your existence. And you, you're actually marginalizing your own abilities, your talents, and your skills because you're focused on the outside world, looking for the dream on the outside when the dream starts on the inside. It's got to start there. And, and when you talk about the core of who you are, Every exercise program you ever see says core strength is the foundation. And that's what you're talking about, the core of who you are. I think that's fantastic. Now, in it's such an incredibly distinguished path that you've had in your life so far, Stedman, with so many things you've achieved, so many accolades, awards, honors. How do you how do you keep your edge? How do you avoid that temptation to just coast a little bit and say, think I'm think I'm there? Well, if you if you have an identity, which is our first step, you know who you are. You have a foundation for organizing your your life. You understand how to take information, education, make it relevant to you know your identity, to the to your passions, to your skills, and all of that. Uh, then vision allows you to see beyond yourself. So, you know, it really is focusing on how big a vision you can create in your life that determines how much you have to work, how much you have to sacrifice, and how many obstacles you have to overcome based on what you want to achieve. And that's always out front. You know, vision is, is, is what, what's possible for you. Mm-hmm. And I like to look, you know, utilize vision as a way to organize everything I'm involved in. I like to organize a vision board and organize my vision board and organize all the things that are possible for me. And what is possible for us in America? Well, everything. So a vision should be today in the 21st century with with utilizing technology as a way to, to access anything we want in the world. Our vision should be global. Our vision should be, um, 
structural and designed in a way that it includes everything that we are capable of doing, all of the resources that are available to us, all of the opportunities that are available to us. So should, we should have this big picture of things that we can actually pull from and organize and develop. And then we take all of those things and make those things relevant to our development so we can self-actualize our potential based on the opportunity that we have in the world that we live in every single day. It's the opportunities and the perspective that we have and how we think about ourselves and how we organize ourselves and how we develop ourselves and how we build ourselves and create ourselves. And there's a process for that. So I love the nine-step success process because it is a process. And when I learn about process, I realize, oh, life is a process. Solving a problem is a process. Organizing opportunities is a process. What is the process for solving these issues? What is the process for solving this problem? So that's related to thinking. Can you think about the process? Can you educate yourself about the process? Can you read about the process? So first of all, you have to have goals that you can set. You know, you have to organize where you want to go, what your vision looks like. You have to be able to have the skills and the talents to achieve that. Uh, oftentimes, you have to be an expert in your field, especially in the 21st century today, because we're looking for skilled people. We're not looking for just workers. We're not looking for followers. We know uh, 21st century says we want you to be self-learners. We want you to be self-directed learners. We want you to be lifelong learners because I don't have time to sit around and tell you everything to do. You know, we're working 60, 80 hours a week now, you know, more than we've ever worked before because there's so many opportunities. You couldn't have a better opportunity than today in the 21st century because we have access to technology. We have access to the world. We have access to distribution. We can create and produce our own programming through the Internet. We got websites that we can develop for ourselves. We can brand ourselves in the marketplace. And so what's missing is the how. Most people don't know how. So understanding who you are and then having a vision for yourself allows you to stay focused, allows you to drive, have a driving force in, the, in, in whatever you're focused on. It allows you to you know, stay on the right path. You know, If you get off the right path, it allows you to come back because you're clear, you have clarity, you can write it down, you can organize it, you can go through this third step, which is develop your travel plan. You can actually have a plan and you can have people uh, influence you based on looking at your plan. You can have other people tell you whether or not that plan is working. You can create, look at that plan and see if it's a great model for yourself, see if it's relevant to the 21st century, see if it's relevant to who you are every single day. And it helps you uh, create, again, a process of continuous improvement going in the right direction. And that's what keeps you, that's what keeps me motivated. Mm -hmm. So with uh, people that say, well, the golden age is gone and that we're never going to have the same opportunities, we're loaded down with student loan debt, et cetera. You're really speaking directly to their belief system. Instead of instead of buying into that mode, you're saying don't buy into that. Get to know yourself. Get your vision. Develop the skills. Get the right mentors. Never give up. Work harder than you've ever worked. 
and the opportunities are better than they've ever been. Better than they've ever been, but the process is not taught in order for us to be able to utilize 21st century uh, information and knowledge. And uh, it's really, we, you know, the, basically we, we have an outdated school system. You know, and and it's not relevant to our development. I mean, when I say outdated, we need to learn history. We need to learn math. We need to learn science and all of that. But we need an additional process or an approach. And this is why I created, you know, the nine-step success process and identity leadership, because I wanted to give you something extra that would be more relevant to the 21st century and what it requires you to do in order for you to um, utilize the education that you have and, and make it relevant to your development so you're not just memorizing and taking tests, repeat the information back, your label was great, two weeks later, you forget the information. So you're not never going to be able to self-actualize based on that system. Mm-hmm. So what I want to do is get people to understand that there's an additional system that you can use, that you can co-create with the other systems already set up. But if you don't have that self-leadership system, if you don't have that identity leadership system, if you don't have that empowering system for yourself, if you don't customize a system that is relevant to your development, you're pretty much going to be replaced by AI. You're going to be replaced by robots. You're going to be replaced by people that are smarter. You're going to be replaced by uh, people that are more skilled. And you have 6.9 billion people who are stuck in that antiquated system that doesn't have a customized program for themselves so they can utilize your talents and their skills and their abilities to be able to create and develop a strong social economic development for themselves and their families because it's not the system that hasn't been created. Mm-hmm. And so we need to turn Maslow's uh, hierarchy of needs upside down where self-actualized self-actualization becomes a, a, a process first for us to be able to understand how to think how to build, how to create, so that we have all of the safety and security issues and all those things that he talks about. We have that, you know, starting at 10, 11, or or even earlier in our life, we begin to understand how to create all of those things that are relevant to our uh, empowerment, Mm -hmm. relevant to our well-being. Sam, one of the things that's so interesting in your nine-step process is number four, master the rules of the road, which is really understanding your own value system. Uh, that's definitely not something taught much in schools. Um, I grew up saying the Pledge of Allegiance. Even that's not part of schools in, anymore, as far as I can tell. So mastering a value system, can you expand on that a little bit? Well, master the rules of the road uh, is critical because you have to have your own value system hopefully matches your vision of who you want to become. I know who you are. You know, you wake up in the morning, you wash your face, you brush your teeth, you get some meat, you get the kids out of school, you work all day, come home in the afternoon, you spend time with the family, you watch TV, you go to bed, maybe you dream, that's money. And you repeat that same process over and over every single day. And then everything you learn, you forget. So I know who you are. I'm not concerned about who you are. I'm concerned about who you're going to be or who you can be. And so master the rules of the road, that's a value system that should be consistent with principles that don't go away. That's trust. That's working hard. You got to be a hard worker today. That's, uh, that's perseverance. That's dedication. That's all the things that are relevant to 
building value in yourself. You know, the value that you give yourself is the value the world gives you. So you can create those values based on who you want to become because that is what, in order to become that, you have to create a, a consistent process where, you know, you can be reliable, you can be more accountable. And, and we're not angels, you know, we're, we're not 100% all the time. We, we're human beings, we make mistakes. But you can keep working hard to correct those mistakes, to work on, again, a, a process of continuous improvement where you're focused on your vision, you want to accomplish your goals, and then your value system matches that. Mm-hmm. As somebody way smarter than me once said, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. No question. Absolutely. Um, you spoke about your continuous improvement. Is there a standard way you start your day? Are there thoughts that you have trained yourself to begin your day with? You know, I, I kind of start my day with reading uh, as much as I can early on. Uh, I, you know, knowledge is power. You know, the good book says, um, be ye transformed by the renewal of your mind. And so it really is about self-leadership and self-development mm-hmm. and, and being able to lead yourself first. And you need the information. So if I just eliminate the, the content, it's all about the content. If I eliminated the content, if I eliminated the learning process for you, if I eliminated eliminated the how-to, then you wouldn't have much to work on. So what I try to do is I try to learn as much as I can, start off my day by reading as much as I can, working out. You know, again, I have a process for continuous improvement in my own life. I try to organize all the things that are relevant to what I love what I care about, what's important to me. And then I try to micromanage those things. And then I realize, Dan, that I have 24 hours. You know, I'm equal because to, to anybody else in the world because I have 24 hours. So what, do I'm going, what am I going to do in those 24 hours that's going to lead me to my vision of who I want to become? Wow. I mean, I, I get to work on myself every day based on where I want to go and not where I am. And so I get to change my paradigm. I get to change my thinking. I get to change my development. I get to change who I am so I can develop uh, value in my life based on uh, developing, again, a process of continuous improvement based on changing my habits. So it's about your habits. And what we don't want to do and what I don't want to do, I don't want to get stuck in my old habits. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get stuck in my historical background, right, which defined who I was years ago, because that's not relevant to the 21st century. I'm not going to grow. G-R-O-W. You know, you have to grow in order to be competitive today in the 21st century. How do you do that? And you can't do that just by doing the same thing over and over every single day. If you did the same thing you did yesterday as you would do today, as you would do tomorrow, what have you done? Nothing. So you're not going anywhere because, you know, like Einstein said, you cannot solve a problem with the same mindset that caused it. So you have to keep learning. And the key is, how do you learn? How do you organize? How do you grow? What new habits do you have? What new experiences can you create? 
What new ideas can you create? What new innovation can you create? And companies deal with this all the time. They get stuck, you know, with the old mousetrap, thinking that this mousetrap is going to be relevant, you know, for the rest of um, their lives. And then all of a sudden, you know, things are disrupted. All of, all of the sub- sudden, something comes up like Uber and changes the whole game or Amazon and changes the whole game. And we're stuck in, in old habits. We're still get stuck in those cubicles, not thinking about where the marketplace is going. All of a sudden, the market share is decreased and the company loses value. And, and it, sometimes it goes out of business mm-hmm. because of the lack of innovation and creativity. So not only does this apply in our own personal and professional life, lives, it applies in our organizational lives, in our companies, in our leadership, which is why leadership is so important, especially when you have 99% of the people who are just stuck on doing the same routine, doing the same thing over and over every single day. It takes somebody to step outside the box. It takes somebody who has the ability to learn, organize, develop, build, think, believe in themselves to be able to say, you know what, there's a better way. Mm-hmm. One more thing before I ask you to share a bit about your new book, Stedman. How would you encourage somebody that suddenly is, as the song put it, out of aces? They've got despair. Their life is not going well. Is there a step-by-step process that you would recommend to somebody that feels as though they are just completely stuck? Yes. I go back to, that's why I've created the nine-step success process. So there would be a guideline that you could actually follow that would help you start the process of building and improving your life. And it starts with the most powerful word in the world. The transformation is always this word. It's love. Love, L O. V-E. So if you're having a tough time in your life, if you're having a very difficult time in your life, it's being able to transform your energy from negative to positive, from hate to love, from looking at the glass half empty to looking at the glass half full. Because the law of attraction says whatever you put out comes back. So if you put out negative energy, you're going to get negative energy and you're going to create a negative experience. So it's very simple as really just organizing your life around what you can do, not what you can't do, and focusing on things that you're passionate about. So you're looking at the world from a perspective of, man, we have all of these resources in the world. We got all of these resources in my community. We got all of these resources in my city, you know, in my state. How do I begin to organize all of those resources around things that I'm passionate about, things that I want to accomplish in my life? So it's so success and also failure is a mindset. It's the way that you think. It's your historical baggage that you bring along that says you're not good enough. It starts with believing in yourself. It starts with uh, creating your own opportunities. It starts with, you know, Dr. King says, you know, if you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But most importantly, you better keep moving. So you got to keep moving based on 
what's available to you. And you, if you happen to live in the greatest country in the world, which is America, and we have technology now access to a, a global, we have access to a global marketplace, you have the resources. The question is, is do you have the drive? Do you have the motivation? Do you have the positive attitude? Do you have the attitude to, to overcome in spite of the obstacles that you're facing every single day? So you got to get up, change the energy, right? Organize your life around what you can do, work to improve yourself, and focus on love as a way to enhance your value. And believe me, uh, when the world sees that, it will come running. Mm-hmm. And it starts with self-love enough to believe you can actually do something and make a difference in the world. Then you can say that all day long. It's self-love, self-love, start with yourself first. And the identity leadership, the philosophy is you can't lead anybody else until you first lead yourself. Right. And of course, we know that Jesus said, love your neighbor as yourself. And unfortunately, most people do. <laughs> they right. you got it. You got love it. themselves enough. Well, please share just a few minutes as, as we come to the end of this incredibly rapid time together about your new book, Identity Leadership. Well, I'm really excited about this book. I've written a number of books, and this is kind of the culmination of all of the things I've, I've written and also learned throughout the years of writing and, and you know, and 25 years of working in this work. Uh, so I'm so excited about uh, fact that, you know, identity leadership as the brand and, you know, based on the philosophy that you can't lead anybody else until you first lead yourself. So I get to help people self-actualize their own potential at, at a lot of different levels. And, uh, and so I've been doing this work a long time. I've been speaking. I've been doing workshops. I have a number of clients I've been working with. And, and so it works. You know, the product works. I'm excited about it. I get to do it. I get to help people. I get to turn people into identity leaders, you know, and get them to understand their authenticity, you know, get them to understand that they can create a vision for themselves. They have to organize a plan for themselves. They can build a dream team for themselves. They can build relationships for themselves. They have the opportunity to be able to take information, education, make it relevant to their heart and soul, transfer it to their mind so they become a thinking human being, and then make up, make up a lot of their own rules. You know, they get a chance to really create their own system for success and customize it and work on it every single day. And then by working on themselves first, they get to help other people now. They become a servant leader to the world. And the more they have, the more they can give to themselves first, to their families, to their communities, and to their country. Love it. Well, I'm signing up for one this week. <laughs> That's what appreciate that. Thank you so much. Our listeners can keep up with you on stedmangram.com, I believe. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Good. Well, we are so, so grateful for you. Um, not just the example you set in life, but the insights that you share dedicated from a lifetime of thinking, of building, and this continuous improvement process that you model so well. And uh, on behalf of all of our listeners everywhere, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for your success, Dan, and all that you do. And thank you for the opportunity to have me on your show. If you enjoy this podcast, please make sure to subscribe. To stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, 
Make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.